This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. A wither ghost. Oh, I can't remember how to do it. You told thou. me last time I tried that. Yes, thou. Thank you. That's what I got wrong last time. Yes. <laughs> Who ever said that? I don't I'm think staying right here. Mouth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but where are we taking the listeners? Well, it's been a very, very interesting week in tech. So, if you want to know about what's happening in the world of artificial intelligence, hmm. the best person to listen to is Sam Altman. Sam mm. Altman the, is a CEO of OpenAI, who is very intelligent, very articulate, and has the ability to look beyond the tech at the implications of it. So look up uh, interviews with him, and you will get a really good insight into what's happening. Mm. So he was sacked, and now he's back. Let me expand on that. Little, yes, because I, I didn't understand why the board wanted to sack him in the first place. No, I'm not too sure about that either. So, a bit of background. OpenAI was founded back in 2015 uh, with Sam Altman and Elon Musk being uh, on the board, well, comprising the board. They had various investors, including Amazon, AWS, and various other people who promised them a billion dollars in funding for OpenAI, which was to be a non-profit organization. Mm. So just developing OpenAI for the benefit of mankind. In the end, they only supplied 130 million rather than the billion that had been promised. That's a different number, I know that. It's a different number. They had to rethink the the whole not-for-profit thing. So they changed to a capped for-profit organization which was limited to a hundred times the initial first round stake right uh, with the ruling that anything above that would then be put back into research into the non-profit side in other words yeah Yeah. um when they changed to a for-profit microsoft thought oh that's that's not long for us so they put a billion dollars into it in 2019 Mm. and they put another $10 billion into it in 2023 because Microsoft, having got Bing, uh, in some ways, you know, overtaken Google uh, on some platforms because of the fact that they got OpenAI working working first. So ChatGPT, obviously the tool made by OpenAI, the one that produces artificial intelligence for the rest of us. There is a four-person board on OpenAI and their purpose is to ensure that OpenAI operates for the benefit of humanity and not for its shareholders, which is a difficult thing to do in uh, an arena when Microsoft have put $20 billion into it and say, yeah. well, hang on a minute, where's, where's our cut? Where's our bonus on this? And last Friday, they fired Sam Altman for <laughs> being 
and I'm quoting here, non, not consistently candid in communications. That, that's what I saw, words. but didn't really explain yes. what it meant. No, we don't know the details, but he had either lied to them or misled them or was planning things without their knowledge. So they fired him, yeah. which seems, you know, uh, reasonable. Uh, and they put uh, the chief technology officer, Mita Morati, in as interim CEO. Sam Altman tried to negotiate his return, but uh, that was rejected by the actual CEO who was installed uh, on Sunday. So Mila Morati not lasting very long at all. He is the co-founder of Twitch, the, the, the video platform. And he said, no, no, you've been sacked by the board. Off you go. So on Monday, uh, Sam Altman was hired by Microsoft to run their new OpenAI uh, team. Microsoft to own 49% of OpenAI. It's not a controlling share, but a big chunk of it. The OpenAI staff then signed a letter saying that they would all resign. Well, not all of them. 750 out of the 770 staff said they were going to resign, including one of the four board members who had kicked Sam Altman off. Uh, On Tuesday, the news came that Sam Altman had been reinstated and the board had been sacked to be replaced by a board more in tune with with his thinking. Or they just use AI instead. Or they could just use AI instead. So it's been an extraordinary roller coaster. What the board obviously didn't get is the fact that when there is a charismatic and intelligent figurehead, such as Steve Jobs, uh, such as Elon Musk, um, such as uh, Bill Gates, then they are the company. And if you sack them, then the company has no leadership, has no real purpose. So, uh, and famously, Steve Jobs was, of course, sacked by Apple after John Scully took over, uh, which led Apple into its worst ever period until he came back and then turned everything around again. So Sam Alton was back with greatly increased uh, power, of course. Uh, and he has this sort of almost messianic quality that uh, that Steve Jobs had, which means pretty much he can do anything he likes now with, uh, with OpenAI, which is either a good thing or a very, very bad thing. Do we know what he wants to do with it? Well, he wants to carry on uh, developing it, and he wants to keep on pushing it and making ChatGPT bigger and better and wiser and faster and more up-to-date. So is this the beginning of a new era, or is it the beginning of the end for humanity? It's, know, it's somebody, somebody will already put in a bid for the film, film rights. I'm sure they will. <laughs> but it is it is rare that the tech world experiences this kind of extraordinary behavior all compressed into a single week yes. less than a week as we're really talking about tech companies and sort of politics and things like that did i mention on this program yet how good the film blackberry is it was hardly no. on in cinemas at all but like so many other films recently they're about a product or a company you know one thinks of air about um you know that nike product and, and various mm. other things it's really good it's sort of got some of the some of the the um 
the flavour of the big short about it. Mm. It's very, very funny, but also incredibly interesting about a device that once was almost as revolutionary as, as AI, I suppose. Yes. For a while. Yes. It was called the Crackberry, wasn't it? But it, well, anyway, when it turns up on streaming platforms, recommended to everybody, it's vanished from cinemas already. Um, about time we had one of these, I think. We've never had such a long piece in Gadgets. We before in 442 shows. Here we go. Have <laughs> one of these. So we were talking about Microsoft and their investment mm. in, in OpenAI, and they are pushing AI big time from their end. And they've just announced Azure, Azure AI speech, which is a, uh, a, a tool by which you can give a script to an animated avatar. I say animated. It's an animated real person, except the person doesn't necessarily exist. Right. You could either choose a preloaded uh, avatar, one that they've already trained, or you can upload footage of a real person and get that person to enact just about mm. anything you want. The uh, The audio is remarkably good. Should we have a little listen to a little bit of uh, Azure explaining itself? As you like it. However, we hey. recommend to use the speech synthesis markup language, SSML, for advanced requirements. It allows you to fine-tune the voice of your avatar, including pronunciation or the expression of special terms. Yeah, it allows you to fine-tune the pronunciation. Yes. Well, yes. Okay. I remember <laughs> when I worked at the BBC many years ago, we used to ring up, if we'd had a, a, a bevy or two at lunch, we'd ring up the pronunciation unit and ask if it was pronunciation or pronunciation. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they were every day. Most amused. They were. They were. Um, yes. Yes. Well, it is American, but it, yes, it's, it is fairly good. The voice well, how is does good. It look? The video well, is astonishingly good. It, it moves like a real person and facial expressions move like a real person. You You wouldn't believe that it wasn't a real person until it comes to the gaps between sentences, hmm. where obviously it can't just sit there blankly. So it performs random expressions, and the random expressions include nose twitches and eye waggles. It looks like someone desperately trying not to sneeze. It's really quite peculiar. It's, it's the one thing that gives it away. It is too human to be to be believable. <laughs> That's intriguing. Very, very curious. So, okay. of course, um, they're saying that the, it's going to be used for people to make conversational agents, virtual assistants, and chatbots. But, of course, the danger is that you could upload uh, footage of Joe Biden, and if you're a Trump supporter, make him say anything you yes. like, which is really quite scary. The uh, president of Microsoft, Brad Smith, uh, said that deep fakes are his biggest concern. But I don't know well, how's he going to stop them? Way. How is he going to stop them? Well, users apparently have to apply in order to use Azure, and they have to be approved by Microsoft. And apparently they must disclose when AI is used to create an avatar. So, yeah, that's really going to happen, isn't it? Okay. So be prepared for lots of people you recognize saying things you wouldn't expect them to say. Am I the only person yet who hasn't tried AI? Uh, and having yes, not tried it, maybe I, sh maybe I should, and you'll have to tell me sometime where to start. You are the last person in the world to try, oh, not to okay. try AI, yes. Okay, right. Uh, well, well, in that, that case, someone. Let's, okay, so let's, ha let's have uh, a break, and we'll progress with more uh, Gadget and Gizmos after this.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Gadgets and Gizmos on Share Radio with Simon Rose and Steve Kaplan. So, so where now? We're back to electric cars, and we do bag on about electric cars quite a lot on this show. Mm. But of course, electric cars are important, and they are the future. And it's uh, the problem with electric cars is the time it takes to charge them up, of course. Well, there well, are many more problems, but I'll take depends. it. I'll take it for the moment. Yes, okay. It's one of the, one of the many yeah, problems. Yes. I have come up with a new charge point called the Express Plus Powerlink 2000, which is a poor name because anything with 2000 in the name immediately seems to, makes it sound like it came out in the last century. Yes. Yeah. But there we yeah. go. So the Express Plus Powerlink 2000 can... Uh, charge at a rate of up to 500 kilowatts, which sounds very good. There's only one car in existence that can cope with a 500 kilowatt charge. Right. And that is the Rimac Nevera. Now, you will recall what the Rimac Nevera is capable of. It can go backwards at 170 miles an hour? Yes, very good, as discussed last week. Yes, it is one. Every well, record I say it can go backwards. Probably lots of cars can go backwards, but this one was actually driven backwards. It was actually driven backwards, backwards yes. at 171 miles an hour. And that's the only car that can actually cope with the 500 kilowatts. But the idea is that they will probably use it to charge two cars at once at a more reasonable... What happens if a car can't cope with it and you plug it in anyway? That's very interesting. Um, I'm sure somebody will try it and they'll find out in short measure. Okay, right. I think it can be very good for the car. Right, okay. That's yes. probably some Quite kind an expensive of mistake. Mechanism. Okay, It right. probably would be, wouldn't it? So the first one's going to be installed in Georgia, which is the uh, home of Mercedes. That's Georgia, USA, rather than Georgia, Georgia. Right. The former, the former Russian um, outpost. And so we'll see. Maybe that's good news for, for cars. Maybe it's not good news for cars. We've got a lot of maybe it's good news and maybe it's not so good news at the moment. So here's some good news. Let's have some good news. Our app of the week. I don't think we've got a jingle for an app of the week. Do well, we of have course we've got a guess. We have, but you haven't done an app of the week for ages. So we do. I remember recording it myself. Yeah. And this is called Slow Ways. And it is walking routes. It's a walking map. Hmm. It's, it was uh, devised by a chap called Daniel Raven Ellison with National Lottery Funding. Pretty good and name, you've covers, got to admit. It's a good name, Raven, anything with Raven in it. Uh, and he it covers 140,000 miles of public footpaths just in the UK, which is really very impressive. And what's clever about it is that users of this app, free app, by the way, can create their own routes and the routes can then be peer reviewed using OpenStreetMap rather than Google Maps uh, so that Google doesn't know where you're working. Although I'm sure they have other ways of finding out where you're going. 
there's a it's slightly curious in that if two roots cover part of the same ground, which is very often the case, mm. then these are overlaid on the map as slightly different lines depending on which side of the road the person was walking on. Right. But I'm sure that's something that will be sorted out. 1,200 routes so far, and they have a blog. And their latest item on their blog within the app is that they have a new route that goes from London to Birmingham. And they say, we did it faster than HS2 managed the same thing. Okay, that's quite impressive. Um, quite impressive. That sounds rather good. I have to say, um, I mean, I must try this. I do use the Ordnance Survey um, app, which although it's one of those rather annoying subscription things, it's not massively expensive, it's still annoying, um, is actually very, very good. Um, oh. I have yet, of course, to use it in an appalling storm where I wouldn't really want to take my phone out of my pocket, a very heavily waterproofed no. pocket. Um, but it is pretty, pretty good. I've never been that keen on unfolding real paper maps in high winds. No, well, serious walkers have those sort of laminated plastic-covered clipboards, don't they? Yes, yes, but the real problem with those, as clearly you're not a serious walker or you would have discovered this, is almost everything important is on a corner of a, you know, a fold in the map. I remember and, from my A to Z days, every yes. street you wanted to go yes. to was a, a fold in the map. Absolutely, yep, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Okay, so that's slow ways. I shall give it a go. Slow ways. It is good. I, I've had a look at it, and it covers mm. not just you know out of out of the country walks, but plenty of walks around where I live in London. Uh, so it's, okay. it's really very, very interesting. I think it's an, an excellent thing. So you might actually get uh, off your electric bike and walk. Gracious, that'd be intriguing. I might get off my electric bike and, and walk short distances, of course. I don't well, go yes, yes. hiking don't... like you do. Yes, no, no need to go daft, but yeah, OK. No, I, will get, I will get some of those long socks that go over your trousers. And, oh, yes, you have to do that. mint cake. Yes, as you can lay the hose and maybe... And possibly later, as I yodel my yeah. way around yes. Camden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take, some, uh, take some brandy, because they don't have many St Bernards there. They don't. <laughs> let's move on to our crowdfunding time of the week. I oh, we can have another one of these then. OK, fine. And this is a particularly interesting crowdfunding uh, uh, item this week, because normally people use crowdfunding to... Uh, launch products that they are in the middle of developing. We're always, always done that way, but they're all, it's usually either startups or people with new innovative products. Mm. And it's a very good way of finding out not just if there is a potential market for it, which you can do by market research, but if the potential market is actually ready to buy your product. And this is Logitech, who makers of you know, webcams of mice of all kinds of computer peripherals, and they are launching their new product on Indiegogo mm. as a crowdfunding project, I suppose, because it's a better way of gauging a public reaction to it than just doing market research and asking people questions. It's called the Logitech Reach, and it is an articulating webcam. The idea being that if you regularly use a webcam not just for talking to the camera but for showing people stuff they want to show them things on the desk that you're working on or what to see them typing on your keyboard or drawing on a piece of paper or whatever oh i see articulate like a lorry not talking right it doesn't talk there is no ai involved so you're you're okay there and it consists of a vertical bar uh, about a foot high on which is mounted a sliding horizontal bar which can go up and down it. 
and the camera slides along the horizontal bar as well. Imagine an inverted L, and the camera can then rotate as it goes along. So you can both point the camera where you want it to look mm. and slide it along so it can track, you know, like along a series of uh, of toy cars or drawings or whatever you want to show people. And it looks rather good. 1080p, which is you know, good uh, uh, high-definition resolution, up to 60 frames per second, which is really quite a lot for a webcam. I'm not sure if um, most internet connections could cope with 60 frames per second, but it's it's there. 4.3 times zoom, lossless mm. zoom, so that's sort of proper optical zoom, as far as I can tell, omnidirectional microphones and a noise filter. The whole thing, well, selling... Uh, the regular price is $399, about £318. But at the moment, to celebrate or to mark Black Friday, it's on sale for $259, which are just over £200. Mm. Quite a lot for a webcam. Not that much for a really very, very clever webcam indeed. OK, that's the Logitech uh, reach. Um, on Indiegogo. On Indiegogo, thank you. Um do you actually make much use of Black Friday or do you think it's a bit of a con? Oh, I usually use it to buy uh, Amazon products because those are the things that are most heavily discounted. Yeah. So things like uh, Alexa, you know, Amazon Echo stuff or replacement uh, remote controls for a Fire TV for my son who's always breaking them. Oh, right, right. Yes, I was trying to think of anything I needed and I couldn't think because the moment the offers cease, I will either break something or remember what it was I needed that I couldn't remember You now. will. Yeah, you of course. Will. But certainly uh, Amazon products tend to be very heavily discounted, you know, less than half their list price usually. Mm. Excellent. Worth a look. Uh, do we have time for another item? Oh, yes. We've got, we've got time for another one, certainly. Excellent. Let's go on to shipworms. Shipworms. <laughs> what? Which, well, okay. shipworms, they eat wooden boats and they have been the scourge of mariners since, well, probably since time immemorial, which, I no as idea you know, they exist. is 1187. I didn't know, but thank you for that. Oh, OK. It, it goes back to before the uh, reign of uh, Richard I. OK. That's what it refers to. Time immemorial, anything before that is, is prehistory, as it were. So, um, so little, a <laughs> little aside. So, shipworms are, to give them their correct title, are pteridinids, which are actually bivalve mollusks. So, in other words, they are similar to clams and mussels. Right. And not, very, not very wormy at all, then. Not very wormy at all, but they taste a bit like oysters, apparently. Okay. And that's where the interesting thing comes in, because the University of Plymouth has teamed up with the University of Cambridge to develop uh, an aquaculture system with saltwater tanks with a lump of wood <laughs> floating in it where they can grow these uh, these shipworms. And they grow very fast. They grow up to a foot in six months, which is which is big. Right. And the idea that is that it, it can be a fish substitute. And they're not okay. going to call them shipworms. They're going to call them naked clams. I'm not sure it's that oh, much better. Yes, because I'm going to rush out and buy something called a naked clam, aren't I? <laughs> well, the idea is that they will end up in things like fish cakes and fish fingers, so you won't necessarily know you're eating worms. Right, right, right. 
but it's it's a, it's a very interesting approach to you know, the problem of overfishing and to generally saving the planet. Really? Yes. Ooh, like if the they planet. call them worm fingers, I'm still unlikely to buy them. They probably, if they call them, they can't like call them fish fingers. fingers. No, but they can't call them fish fingers, can they? Because they're not fish. They can call them fish style fingers. Yes, they can misspell fish like the people who make oh, yes. burgers. Yes, do. yes, yes, yes. Okay, um, you've got one more very quick one, or we call it a day. Oh, let's of course have another quick one. Let's go. You remember back in July we talked about the Flamebot Nine Thousand, which was a robot oh, yes. dog with a flamethrower attached. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Um, which is still not quite available. It's going to be available soon for $3,400. Well, the U.S. Marine Corps have taken it one step further and they have fitted a robot dog with a rocket launcher. Good grief. For some reason, calling it a robot goat. I'm not entirely sure why, but it's an anti-tank rocket launcher that they've fitted onto this robot dog come goat. Uh, Why? Because they can. Um, Yes. Yes. Okay, that's extraordinary. It okay. is It is very <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much indeed. That's it, though, for this edition of Gadget. And yes, we'll be back with more at the same time next week. My thanks to Steve Kaplan. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.